Welcome to the Queer Conversation Podcast brought to you by Lotol Media, a show where we discuss all things queer. I am your host, Silke Bader, a publisher and producer in the LGBTQI space in Australia for the past 30 years. Welcome to Queer Conversation. In the studio with me today is Alana Valentine promoting her newest play, St. Fornelli. When I saw the press release coming through, straight away I went on and bought some tickets. The topic is really quite intriguing. And West Indian, Australian performer, cabaret performer, tell us what was the inspiration and what is Nellie's story? So Nellie Small was born in 1900. And she, um, she started working on the stage in Sydney uh, in the 20s, actually. She was playing, she was working at the Tivoli for Queenie Paul, and she was playing, she said she played sort of mammies, you know, American mammies, and she used to wrap her head, hair in, in sort of a scarf and, and do that. And she was never very comfortable doing that. She was of West Indian origin. Uh, she said she's got three generations back, her mother, her grandmother and her great-grandmother were all Australians and her father was from Antigua in, in um, the West Indies. So she had a distinctive look. In 1931, she entered a, a variety uh, sort of competition on Oxford Street. She said that they, they used to do novelty acts and that she was very pointed in this interview I read. She said, I didn't see that I was a novelty act, but people pointed out that my colour was a novelty. So she went on stage dressed as, uh, as a man in top hat and tails. And the rest is sort of, you know, legendary, really, Nellie's story. She was a cabaret artist, and the work that, we've, that I've done is a cabaret as well. So it's mostly singing with little bits and pieces about Nellie's life. I kind of call it a degustation menu of, of Nellie's life. So mostly people will be entertained by the brilliant Eleanor Rocabaro, who's the singer. But anyway, back to Nellie. So she went on the stage and this, you know, there is a tradition in, in um, vaudeville of, of men dressing as women and women dressing as men. Um, it was still very um, difficult at that time, particularly for the men who dressed as women. They could be attacked in the street. Your, your viewers will know stories of, of um, people who were killed by punches from men who punched men who were dressed as women. Women dressed as men was equally as sort of um, inflammatory, but obviously Nellie managed to avoid um, the worst of the violence, although in the, in the work we do touch on that. So Nellie became this big star. She worked through the 40s at the Booker T. Washington Club, which was an African-American servicemen's club. Um, some of your viewers also might know that it's still there. It's on the corner of Flinders and Albion Street. Uh, and that was a service, uh, a club for African-American uh, servicemen because they were not allowed to fraternise with the non uh, African-American servicemen. So, you know, she was a big star there. But then in the 50s, she became incredibly popular. Um, she used to work with Bobby Lim at Sammy Lee's in Willara. And she just, uh, that's when when I interviewed um, Sammy Lee many years ago in 1991, he told me that when a show was in trouble, they would say, send for Nellie. And so that's how I got the title of my, of my cabaret. But the way I went into it was when I was first starting out, I mean, I have, I'm revealing my age, but that's okay. It was 1991 and I, I found the theatre, I thought of the theatre as this pretty exclusive little club. I didn't know whether I was going to be able to be a part of it. I was already very aware of my sexuality. 
Um, and I, I thought that the, the, the theatre looked like this cosseted little sort of impenetrable thing. But I read this, I, I had been told about Nellie by my grandmother who used to walk us around Sydney and she um, would talk about when she and her, my grandfather had gone to the clubs in Phillip Street and King Street and she mentioned Nellie Small. So then when I was sort of 19 and thinking, what am I going to do with my life? I, I thought about Nellie and I looked her up and um, I, I, wrote a, I wrote a play then about her. And the performance space gave me the space to do a reading. I had Maruchi Barambar and uh, Lydia Miller, who, who was, is a First Nations performer, and they did this, this reading, but I couldn't get the play produced. Um, I sent it out to the Melbourne Theatre Company, to other theatre companies, and they all said, this is beautifully written. We don't think there's an audience for this. And it's amazing, Selke, how, how the change in what people are interested in in the theatre in 30 years. But there is a lot of connection to how I eventually got the cabaret on. So I'll tell you. So I put this back on my shelf. I thought, okay, well, I think it's a great story. And I used to sometimes walk a past it in my hallway and Nellie would like sort of knock on my brain and go hey girl when are you going to tell my story you know so anyway 2022 comes around I get this phone call hello is that Alana Valentine I said yes she said this is Catherine Franey from the State Library of New South Wales we're putting on uh, an exhibition called Pride Revolution it's part of World Pride and we're going to feature Nellie because we've got these fabulous photos from Picks People magazine. And so one of our interns, Madeline Roche, found a cutting from 1991 from a magazine called Lottle, Lesbians on the Loose. And I said, did you say she was an intern? And they said to me, yes. I said, give that girl a job. It's quite a fine. Just amazing. If that hadn't been there, if she hadn't found that, and so then they said to me, look, would you come in and do a, a one-off, a, a sort of, you know, a, like a forum? And I said, yes, but I will have to do this play in 2023. I would like to have a co-curator um, who ha is an African performer, African-Australian performer herself, Queen G. She's a cultural leader and she's a hip-hop artist. So she knows about performing and she she has been the co-curator and she's been looking after what we call the cultural governance of this work so I've been dealing with 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 say the queer side of Nellie and she's she's obviously identifying with with um, Nellie's heritage and she talked a lot Queen G about racism in Australia what Nellie would have been subject to and what has and hasn't changed so that's been just you know an absolute gift to me for this forum I also had uh uh, another First Nations performer, Angeline Penrith, and um, we had Eleanor Rockabaro who sang two songs. And the Sydney Festival came and saw that and then uh, invited me to do what is actually a cabaret, not a play. So one of the things that's been really interesting in this process, Selka, is that um, people want to know so much about Nellie's story, but the licensing laws in Australia are such that for a cabaret you can only kind of do a concert with Pata. So we've tried to squeeze in these sort of, um, I call them like little vaudeville routines and all that. But if people want to know more about Nellie, there's quite a lot online now because of the publicity we've done. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just fascinating. I love it. And I can see you couldn't wait to let that out. <laughs> I'm so this happy is, to, to, to talk really... about Nellie. For th well, 30 years I've been trying to go, I think there's this great story. Can I, can I tell this? And it was 
you know, we were offered a cabaret and it was like, okay, Nelly sat there for that long. I would, I would like to have done, I would still like to do something more extensive about her, but one day maybe. We queers, we, we find our history, even when it's really buried and when no one else is paying attention to it. And that, that was quite genuine what I was saying about that for me it was like, well, if Nelly can do it, I can do it, you know, that, that there's, she's putting on this top hat and tails and she started wearing men's clothes off stage as well. That's what I found really interesting about it. So it wasn't just a theatrical act. And I even I met someone who lived um, behind her, like as a kid, uh, and she said she used to see men's underwear on the line. So, you know, I think it was more than just a, an act. She found, she found her essential self when she dressed in men's clothes, yeah. It's um, surprising and a shame that I have never heard of Nelly until <laughs> I've, I saw yeah. the play and you're yeah. saying she was very... Famous and well known in 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 Sydney, Australia, even in Australia, Aust even in, Australia. in New Zealand. She really? she yeah, she went over there and did the ice follies. But I've got to say that's the other thing we don't resolve because of this fabulous collaboration with Queen G. There's a moment where Nellie talks about she came back from New Zealand and the, the Australian immigration officials wouldn't let her into the country because they didn't believe she was an Australian citizen. They made her fill out a visitor's pass. And when she was over there, she she recalls this moment where she was introduced as a fellow Australian to an Australian man and he spat on her. And, you know, we, we, we don't resolve from the fact that she had it tough, um, but that she, she, and she spoke about it quite publicly. You know, she fought the good fight both for, for in racial terms and in sort of, you know, gender non-conforming terms. Yeah, I, I think it's a travesty that we haven't heard about Nellie. And some of the response to the cabaret I also think is that thing of everybody's like, tell us everything now. And it's like, well, no, I can't do that in a cabaret with songs, but I can introduce you to Nellie and, and get, you know, pique your interest. What was been amazing is that I have done quite a few interviews and, and the journalists go, Oh yeah, you say she was a big star, and then they go back through Trove, which is the wonderful National Library resource, and they go, "Oh, she was actually a big star. She was headlining at Sammy Lee's for three years." So you know, the headliner was the person who brings in the crowds. So, and I actually, when I met this woman who lived behind her, she had this amazing group of photos that they used to. In those days, they'd take a photo of, of, if you came to the cabaret, they'd take a photo of you with the star and then they'd print it and get her to sign it and send it to you. So there was a lot of those. So she, she was a big star, yeah. What happened to her? What was, yeah. the, what was her life? She died um, at the end of a, of a lung disease. She was a very big smoker. Um, and she, uh, she died in 1968. She was still performing in 1964 on the Gold Coast. And she died in... Uh, what I have to describe as as poverty, as do many many performers and entertainers still today. You know, it's that thing where they have a big public profile, so people think that they must have have a lot of money, and they don't. But she she, she gives this monologue in the end of the cabaret where she talks about no matter what anyone did to her, being on stage was something that that was just who she deeply was. And I think a lot of our community know that. Queen G has talked about how um, being on stage as a, as a black artist is a safe place. And this, I think it's the same for queer people. Being on stage, being flamboyant on stage is a safe place for us. And what the, the cabaret sort of looks at it a little bit is what the difference between being on stage and being off and, and how 
the racism and the phobias kick in when you're when you're not on stage. And I think a lot of of your you know viewers would have an experience of that too. So yeah, no, she 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 did die at sixty eight, which is young, you know. So, but her legend lives on, and if I can help it, it will live on and on. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so, but who is um, the performer? Yeah, so the the main performer playing Nellie Small is Eleanor Rocabaro, who people may know from, she did Caroline or Change at the Hayes Theatre. She was also the alternate Billie Holiday at, at Belvoir when they did Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill, and that was a play with songs. Uh, so she performed twice a week, so some people might have seen her, but I mean, the Herald the other day singled her out as one of the stars of this, this year's Sydney Festival, saying that if, you know, if anyone emerged from this festival as a star, it was Eleanor Rocabaro. There is another performer called Elle Stankiewicz, and she plays the sort of MC. And in Nellie's life, I've got to tell you, Selke, is there was a woman called Edith who she lived with for a long time, for 20 years, Edith Meggett and her husband. And, you know, people have always tried to say to me, you know, do you think there was something going on there? And it's been really interesting because I have to say, look, I think that we can have close, intense, intimate relationships that I can't now, you know, from the benefit of, of many years back, sort of commentate on. I don't know what the relationship was. All I know is that it was that Edith was at the front row of every one of her shows. Edith, she lived with for 20 years. Edith was her manager when there were no such things as female managers. So in the cabaret, Elle plays Edith. She plays the MC because in, in cabaret there's always a, an MC. Uh, and she plays other various um, sort of characters. We have her having a very sexy dance at one stage with um, one of the chorus girls. So, you know, I, I have tried to tried to embroider what Nellie's life has been like. So... Yeah, it's they're, they're, the, they're the two main performers that are on stage for the whole hour. We've got an all-female band, which is something that's really important to me. Um, you know, it is a staggering to me how few critics ever mention that there are almost exclusively male um, musicians in most shows that you'll see. Um, in fact, our musical director was a woman called Zara Stanton, who is... Um, has just won two Sydney Theatre Awards. The other two um, uh, musicians, Camilla Be 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 Bestet, who plays the saxophone, and Jodie Michael, who plays the drums. And I just love having an all-female band on stage. Uh, and in Wollongong, we'll have a different um, musical director because Zara's gone off to London to do Fangirls. Her name's Maria Alphonsine, but she's extraordinary as well. So, yeah, a female uh, director as well, Liesl Bedorek, who's been very big on saying it's not a player, Lana, it's a cabaret, we have to keep it light, uh, but funny and then dark when we talk about the racism. So, yeah, it's been amazing working with an all-female team. Yeah, lesbians on the loose out in Wollongong, please come and see. Please come and see um, San Finelli. So San Finelli is on at Wollongong with the Marigong Theatre from the 14th to the 17th of February. Well, there are three lesbians on the loose from Sydney <laughs> travelling to Wollongong to see it. Oh, so, thank you. Alana, thank you so much for sharing the story of Nelly. Thank you, Selke. You're welcome. Wish I had a tale. Wish I had a tale. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, 
and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or Facebook using the tag at Media, or head over to our website, lotl.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time. Yeah, if I get the mood, swing it, be swinging it in front of you.